Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Hello listeners, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. We hope you enjoy the next 40 minutes, 50 minutes. Bit of time. Bit of time, a bit of time. (laughs) The next bit of time. With us. Um, So as you know, my name is Dylan. I'm here with my good friends and Arcade Attack colleagues, Robert. Hey. Keith. Hello. And Adrian. Howdy. So today we're going to talk about something that we do a lot. Um, especially three of us. Maybe, Rob, maybe not so much, but we're trying to get him on the bandwagon on this. <laughs> True. Um, so we're going to have a little bit of a chat about retro game collecting, retro game memorabilia mm. collecting, um, and also we're going to be running a little competition today. Oh, competition time. Um, prizes uh, um, kindly donated by... Oh. The Retro Store, yeah. theretro.co.uk. And we'll be talking a little bit about... They're slant, uh, no one in the podcast. But um, my question to you then, gentlemen, is why do we collect all of this retro stuff? Keith? Uh, more money than sense. <laughs> more money than sense, Adrian? I think it's an interesting one because I think some people collect the games just because they think, oh, it's an investment. But that's not really why I do it. I do it because it's just, it's a hobby. I think us us humans, we like hobbies when we used to collect. And I'm collecting, I think, is, is a human nature. So if you can collect something you're really interested and passionate about and you can actually get enjoyment out of, uh, I think that's why a lot of people do it. Not everyone, but that's why I do it. It's the release of endorphins through revisiting that's, things yeah, from your past. Yeah. I'd suggest that uh, part of it is fact that you're reconnecting with yourself in the sense that there is stuff you wanted to get when you were younger mm-hmm. but you didn't have the means to do so now you do you're going ahead with that it's, I think it's a combination of that and reconnecting with the, the games you did play when you were younger um, and maybe they got sold on or you know and you got rid of your Mega mm-hmm. Drive or your SNES or whatever um, and for me that's a massive part of it because I've found myself kind of collecting up games that I had back then or play or even just games I rented back then mm-hmm. but that I have really strong memories of playing Yeah, um, and they're the ones that I've really wanted to get hold of again once I started collecting that's a fit idea for me I suppose it's about owning things that I didn't get a chance to own when, mm. when I was a kid you know we didn't have a lot of money I think my first year of having a master system I think I had the same two games Plus the t- the couple that were built in it, you know, um, I would it mostly me playing games back then was through block, but you know, renting stuff with Blockbuster yeah. and never really, you know, that that temporary owning of something is nice, but then you've got to give it it's back. It's like it's yeah, torn away. <laughs> but it was true. I think it's true for most of us. You know, you got if you're lucky, you got games at Christmas and birthdays. Mm-hmm. And I never, never, I, I can categorically say I never got bought a video game any other time. But can when I was a kid, a bit different for me because. When my uncle used to work down, he gave me handfuls of copied Amiga games. So maybe I didn't yeah. have... That's a nice! Yeah. Which, yeah. which I really appreciate. It meant a lot to me, and I did mm. play them a lot, but I, I think I had a slightly different... Because I was a 
more of a computer player back then. Mm. I got yeah. into Mega Drive a bit later, yeah, yeah. but it's a different kind of angle, isn't it? Uh, yeah, as a console game, you're looking at forty quid yeah. a go, pretty much. Oh, for yeah. for Mega, I mean, sort of Master System games are about twenty nine ninety nine, aren't they? Do you remember programs mm. like Bad Influence yeah. and um, Games Master? And maybe the Games Master not so much. Always used to harp on about the cost. Yeah, to cost the, of cards and... to the well, yeah, to the consumer of of the things. Mm. But I think now we can truly appreciate why. They were expensive, but at the time I was like, why are these things so why expensive? So why can't yeah. I have, mm. you know, why are the only games that I can afford in my pocket money stuff like, you know, was released in 87 and 86? <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, you you were a retro collector before retro I was retro. <laughs> I tell you what, I was, you know, in the, you know, early 90s having a Master System, I was buying, you know, like the Ninja and some other like bargain £10 games and stuff just because I couldn't yeah. afford yeah. the ones that were coming out at the time so you know I have had to go down that you know because like the really old Masters and games that just had the one graphic on the mm. on the on the checkered oh yeah the white the checkered, the white, the checkered background that, that's what I was pretty much mm. lumbered with yeah. and I've got a few of those still but yeah. it's funny though I mean because uh, but at the same time the excitement of renting a game mm. possibly every week or every other week still yeah. had that and obviously the good the good side of that was not being lumbered with a game that you got for Christmas or your birthday that was absolute rubbish and being stuck with it. Did yeah. you always? How did you specify what you wanted at Christmas and, and birthdays though? Because I was very specific. Like yeah. it was mostly Sonic <clears throat> games or something I knew that was good. Yeah, or Lemmings. <clears throat> or, you know, That's it. I don't remember being bought any that were rubbish. Yeah, because so you actually you, determined actually, that. Yeah, I mean, because we all read the magazines, but mm-hmm. also, yeah, the renting. I'm sure I rented plenty of games that were Although actually I, no good, yeah. but that's okay. So... I did get Rise of the Robots for Christmas. I was about to oh, say that. Yeah. On the Amiga. That was my choice on the Amiga 1200. You fell into the hype trap. But do you know what? I, I actually had a fair bit of fun with it. Now I realise how bad it was, but at the time, the actual... Gra- like, mm. seeing those kind of graphics mm. on my Amiga were... They were because they had the the Amiga 1200 had the full FMB FMB kind of sequences yeah. in between the fights, so just seeing that, I mean, you have to whack in the floppy disks and wait about half an hour for it to load it all up. But wow, when it did it, visuals are stunning from that game. But everything else that. is awful. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about because sometimes so much hype goes into these games before they're just released, and as kids, we sometimes fall for that hype. Yeah, and I think Rise of Robots was the first time. Uh, I think I got stung by that as well. I was like, we need this game on the Amiga. And I think I, I think it happened to you me as well. You even did it in that voice. Yeah. We yeah. need yeah. this game on the Amiga. I need this game. I know my uncle gives me these games, but I want this game. <laughs> Ignorant question from a console gamer. Was mm. there ever anywhere that you could rent Amiga games? Or was it... No. Because they were so easily copied, was it not a done thing? Never a rented thing. Never no, a done never thing. A rented you thing. could get demo versions and stuff be given away with magazines. The demo, the demo thing was really good for That's the Amiga the thing, because yeah, on, the, on the front cover of Amiga Power, CU Amiga... There were always, um, there was always discs, always there? loads of demos and things. Body Blows, that's how I got into Body Blows. Body Blows. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I had that Body Blows demo. Yeah, I played that demo as well. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's played Body demo Blows. Like... A game we've talked about before, Body Blows. <laughs> yeah. Didn't need the full version. I like I'm quite happy without the full, without the full version. Um, so that, I suppose that, that's why we do it now. I mean, but what, what kind of, I think it's also about exploring libraries mm-hmm. of consoles so, you know, Keith, with you and your, you know, one of our very first podcasts was you chatting about your the Japanese... Saturn games. Saturn yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. That was, you know, that's a whole branch of things that Sega being Sega didn't, you know, make available to the Western world. Yeah, when I had a Saturn in the mid-90s, the 
it was quite a small library it felt like of PAL games mm. um, and yeah no, I'm looking into it now it is that. and that's why when, wherever you do see used um, PAL, <clears throat> PAL Saturn games it's always the same ones Sega mm. Rally Virtua Fighter 2 Daytona repeat repeat yeah basically over and over again um, and there's such a huge a vast library of games that weren't released outside Japan um, and some of the ones that were the Japanese copies are actually really cheap in comparison mm. um, so yeah and like you say I never owned a Dreamcast when it first came out and now looking into that library I'm so loving wow, owning a these, Dreamcast yeah look at all these games I never because got to we used play. to we used to take the mickey out of Adrian for having a Dreamcast we got on our high horse we've got our PS2 We've got the PS2. and like silly Dreamcast. Dreamcast was like this bridging kind of console. Yeah. But it is an amazing it's console now. Console. And it's amazing collecting games for it and yeah. finding out more mm. about it. So that's another thing that the retro, yeah, the retro collecting it, is affordable and for us now. You guys now agree that's the same thing for the Jaguar. It got a bit of a bad rap back then. The other day, I went around <laughs> your house... <laughs> And you know we were just chatting, and I was like, "I want to play Jaguar." You did. I actually said, "I've come to your house to play Jaguar." I felt his forehead. I thought he might be ill for a minute, but he's all right. <laughs> you've, worn actually, him, you've worn him down. There is something so beautifully retro about the Jaguar, yeah. and because it's just comp- it's a complete unknown. Yeah. yeah. But it has it just sparks this kind of you know this nostalgic playing Defender Two Thousand. Defender's game. a classic game, right? Mm. That Defender Two Thousand really holds. I was I thought that was really fun. I yeah, loved that game. Yeah. See, so, the Jaguar is kind of the epitome of that thing that you quite fancy but couldn't afford at the time. Oh, hell no. Yeah, mm. I could never afford one anyway. Like, yeah, yeah, we've spoken a lot about those. We always talk about the Jaguar and the 3DO, but also a bit like the Mega CD 32X. Yeah. I don't yeah. think any of us could have, let alone the Neo Geo, I don't think any they of us could afford any Geo. of these machines. Wasn't the Mega CD like £270 or something when it came out? Was that 300 quid? Probably, yeah. yeah. And it was ridiculous. That Did on you... top of the cost of your Mega Drive. Exactly. Well, I remember just the hype and uh, about uh, Alien vs. Predator on the on the Jaguar. Just see all these pictures going, look at this, it's like a real mm-hmm. video game. Yeah. Look at these graphics. And at the time, it's like Mega Drive or SNES. That's the thing that thought, this Jaguar this is going to be the most important thing ever made. It didn't quite end up like that. But mm. the, the, it, that was, I agree with what you said, Rob, it's like this massive machine is going to come out soon and yeah. rip up the rule book. I think that's what it is. Like we are saying, Dill said about exploring other, other consoles, libraries. When we were kids, you, most of us either had one console and that was it or maybe two if you were lucky but now you can look back and go okay well now I've got this 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 and this yeah I've got a ridiculous amount of consoles in my house yeah. right now it's, uh, <laughs> but I'm you know that they make that just thinking about that even releases endorphins makes and us happy and, yeah it makes us happy because let's be honest our you know well, I don't know if you guys want to go too much into it but you know my 9 to 5 sucks <laughs> it sucks <laughs> it sucks so bad yep you know, and video games and even just, you know, if I've not even got time to play video games, if I just look at my collection, you know, get a few of boxes out and things. And this, know, that's, I'm glad you said that. That's something that I wanted to say as well. Um, I've said it to Shell, my girlfriend, as well, because she has to part with my house, mm. or at least part of my house, being turned into like a games room. I love it. And I love how you've done that. Yeah. But I've got this part of the house and there's my consoles and my games and... There's a lot of games then, I'm sure, and I know I know this is true of anyone who collects retro games. A lot of those games don't ever get played. Mm. Yeah, they don't need. To. But you're never going to throw them out. You're never going to sell it's them. It's not. I'm, there's something about having them all there that makes me happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just 
it's, a, it's, it a, there. it's like it a gives warm you like blanket. a warm fuzzy feeling. It's yeah, like a warm blanket of lovely. It's you know. n- and it's not even a, look. This is my stuff, and I own all this stuff. You can you can because you can. There's lots of things you could collect, but. Wow. It's having all the games there, and uh, yeah, it just and the memories and stuff that are tied. The to way a lot video of them. games are going now, they're all go- everything's going to be downloadable. It's going to be I hate optical that. media. I hate it's going to be it's it's going to be gone soon. I, you know, yeah. I play a lot of PS4 stuff, but if I can, I'll always buy the physical copy. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course um, you would because you want yeah. that the box. And no one looks at your. I've got a Steam, quite a few Steam games, but they don't bring anything. Oh, oh there's my list of games. Do look at oh, there's my Steam list. Mm. It's not that impressive. This is another thing as well, and I hear obviously I'm not still not a PC gamer at yeah. all, but I hear people talk about this. They have the Steam sales and stuff. Oh yeah, and you can get brilliant games for dirt oh, cheap pennies, prices. Yeah. And so what we've gone from is back when we were kids, you've got oh god, I've only got this one game to play yeah. for the next six months. Mm. To now, oh my god, I've got so many games, I don't even know what to play first. That's true, yeah. And they only cost me a couple of quid. Yeah, that's no, um, point. And it's kind of gone like. It is, opposite direction. it is also kind of the physical feeling of owning something and mm-hmm. being able to hold it. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's the difference between, say, owning a record on vinyl and, you know, being a Spotify member. And, mm. I, yeah. you know, it's great having access to all that, but Absolutely. it doesn't kind of feel the same way as your favourite record or CD or whatever. The vinyl thing goes hand in hand with this retro game collecting because, yeah. you know... Vinyls, I'm pleased to say, are still going strong in shops like HMV and things, and they're yeah. still re- releasing yeah, yeah. albums. They're twenty quid each, you know. But so you're going to pay like a lot more than the actual mm. album. But Even cassettes as well had had a, had a little resurgence recently, mm. believe it or not. Yeah, yeah uh, cassettes. Yeah, up like small bands are beginning out kind of limited edition cassettes. Yeah, cassettes still a great sound. If we need to keep stuff. this going because mm. you know, you know, our our offspring. They're not going to have anything tangible. Everything's going to be downloaded. Everything's going to be... Everything's going to be on the cloud. Everything's going to be on the cloud. (laughs) Above their heads where they can't touch it. (laughs) It's there, but I can't touch it. Only time will tell if they get the same fuzzy feeling looking at their list of games online as we do looking at our lovely... Yeah, a few few years ago, my bookshelf in my living room was a bookshelf. Yeah, yeah. I had books. My wife Becky was like, "Look, all my nice books." And then one day, my one day, mum came around and she said, "Here's all your old retro stuff, all your old retro games." And I was like, "Where should I put these games?" My books. books. I persuaded Becca to move the books upstairs, and now that bookshelf has no books on it. It's literally my Jaguar collection, and Mega Drive collection, and Wii U Switch collection. It looks amazing, dude. Thanks, man. And Again, then, I just come around your house just to sit next to it. And I don't know how I persuaded Becca because she was quite proud of her book. She likes her books, uh, but there you go. Yeah, she's not as bothered about having them on display, I guess, as we are. I love seeing my Jaguar game. games. That's something that really just makes mm. me feel happy. That's funny, right? I've never actually dusted my video games. <laughs> you would have thought they don't. They don't appear to attract dust as much as books. What's up with that? That's an interesting Not as much point. as books, no. But you That's a good point, isn't it? Dust when did I last dust my video games? <laughs> Maybe you uh, take them out a lot, so is that, you don't really accumulate dust. Is yeah. that the question to win the quiz? When did Dylan last dust his video games? <laughs> That's not the... Oh yeah. I suppose as listeners, as listeners to this podcast will know, if you keep an, eye out, well, an ear out for that key phrase... Uh, you can enter the Rafflecopter competition <laughs> on the website for that lovely prize. And it's, it's not when you last. Retro. It's not when you last dusted. Why? Well, no, no, it's not. No, that's, <laughs> no, not, that's, no, not, that's, no, not, that's not. That's not the key word. <laughs> you have to keep on listening for that. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that's basically why we do it. Um, you guys are kindly. Well, Keith, I before know is, we get on to the next. I was just going to ask Ooh. you guys a question. Well, it's just something about collecting. Right? I suppose it just depends on the person, because like Aid said, 
as human beings, almost. We seem to have this desire to mm. obtain Hold stuff. And a lot of what I see um, on Facebook and Twitter and on the internet, I see, you see quite a lot of people that are trying to build full collections oh, yeah. mm. for a specific system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I wonder if you have to be a certain kind of person. And I'm not, this is not, I'm not being derogatory, but I don't feel any desire to have a full set of anything. I buy games that I want to play. Mm. If I, I games I want to play because I played them before and I loved them, games I wanted to own when I was a kid but couldn't, or old games that I've never heard of and want to try, but I'm not trying to get a complete set of Mega Drive games because half of those games mm. are rubbish. Same for most consoles. So mm. I was just wondering about what you guys think about that kind of mindset that says Adrian's I want in that full mindset. Set. Yeah, we're a bit different. Jaguar, explain that to me. Because I, we know for a fact there's not a lot of Jaguar games, mate. Before you got, sorry, I will let you, I will let you finish. I will let you finish. Yeah, but carry so on. Can you? Was it? Um, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> um, I get it more with a console like Jaguar because yeah. it's got such a small library and yeah. it was a very kind of niche console. Mm-hmm. But people who do it with, I don't know, like Mega Drive or PlayStation and stuff. Ridiculous! There's like really, 800 games. Yeah, on Yeah, I don't really get it. But yeah, sorry, Michael. But yeah, the, the Jaguar. I think that it is a sort of doable quest. Mm. Um, I'm probably just over halfway there. If I'm being honest, I haven't added up all my games so far. But there's only about 70-odd games. They are releasing newer games now, actually. So do yeah. you collect the, do the homebrew ones count? That's a different question. Um, but that's that's probably why, because I know it's, it's quite an e- not an easy target by any means, but it's a, just about doable. To be 50% or over 50% is impressive for that, because Jaguar games ain't cheap. No, they ain't no cheap. that's true. They're like, you know, you don't pick those up for a couple of quid. Mm. You're paying 10, 20 quid minimum. Yeah. I can tell you why people want the completest. It's mm, a, cool. it's um, a basic kind of human desire for purity. Mm. To have like complete set is to have the the Mega Drive library in its essence and its purity. There are no holes in it, no gaps. Yeah. It's the it is the kind of thing in its entirety. But like I don't know, as someone who used to work in secondhand record store. I knew people who owned up to five or six copies of the same record mm. as part of their collection. With different what? different pressings and stuff. No, it's not the exact. Word. Well, it may have been different, may have been the same. Oh, and okay. yeah, I asked why. And this, well, in case I lose wow. one or some, but in case one gets scratched, vinyls get yeah. But it is when you're kind of in that realm. I don't think kind of logic is really playing that big a role. You can't link it. I to think a lot of our listeners. Play. I think a lot of our listeners. Are you know that kind of let's get them all, and that's brilliant. Yeah, I'm not if knocking can, it at if all. If they can, if they can get them, I mean, mm. the the, pro- the problem is, is that there's so many rare ones. Mm. No one's ever gonna have for something like NES, Master System, Mega Drive, SNES. Mm. No one is ever gonna have a, f- a completely full set of that unless they're like a multi-millionaire. Because well, that's the thing yeah. as well. You know, spending all that money on yeah. on a game. We're not. We're not the, rich people. And game, Retro gamers. No, and, but rare games aren't necessarily good games no. either. No. That's what I mean. So Sometimes they're the worst three, games. You're going to spend 300 quid on a, <laughs> on a really rare game that you know is rubbish just to fill the gap in your collection. Mm. That I find hard to if find. You, if you had to choose one, Keith, if you had to choose one console and you were forced almost to collect for that one console, what would you choose from? I was forced to collect for it. Um, <laughs> I'd probably try and get the, all the Japanese Saturn games. 
to okay. Sam. Yeah, I guess. We want all, um, not just... But, I don't, but yeah. like I said, there's no... Uh, it's funny as well, because Rob's talking about, you know, the, the purity of it and having a full set. You know, I'm a I'm pretty kind of OCD guy. Mm. Um, but yet that kind of thing doesn't doesn't really come into it. Doesn't really. nag you? No, doesn't, doesn't nag, nag you because you don't have them all? <laughs> you want them all? No, no. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And it's not, and that's not all just because like, I can't afford it anyway. But I don't have any... Because... What then? What about when you've got the full set? Then what do you what? do then? Then what? Do you go through and play all four? Uh, how many? Me- me- it's about eight hundred Mega Drive games, yeah. maybe. You're going to go through and play them all now? No, also, you're just going to look at them. You're going to look at them. <laughs> also, I think there's another collector's mindset in the sense that your collection is different and special, and unique. And if mm. you were going to get things that weren't good or weren't really your thing, it would dilute your kind of particular collection your individual collection yeah and maybe how mm. what it reflects about you or what it means to you yeah I mean that's it in the same way that I don't buy records that I'm not going to listen to because I don't like them I'm not going to buy games that I don't want to play oh, again wow. and I don't want this to sound like I'm bashing people because obviously like you say there's a lot of people that probably be listening that are aiming for full collections and stuff mm. and you know more power to them it's just for me yeah. I'm, I want to, and if it, and if that means I've got like a weird kind of collection of random bits of PlayStation, typical. We never bankrupt and, um, ourselves to do that, would we? No, no, no. But you want quality over quantity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, um, You're you know, gourmet that, rather than a gourmet. Yeah, I mean, people will probably turn their nose up at the fact that I paid seventy quid for Power Drift because because to them it's not worth that, but to mm. me. It definitely was. So, you know, it's... I guess everyone's different. Everyone's different. Everyone is different. But I can't see me, even if I had the money, going, oh, well, I'm going to get a full set of Dreamcast games or Mega Drive games or SNES games. I don't really want them all. So where's your, like, favourite places to collect or obtain retro (laughs) games, merchandise, etc.? Online? (sighs) It sadly had to be online, although, yeah, a retro gaming market is always good. Um, we have some local stores that, that, yeah. that dabble. dabble. Yeah. That dabble. Look, for Jaguar collection, it's tough because mm. there's not many in stores. I, I think I've come across one or two in the wild. Across I the haven't come across, apart from at the retro gaming market in London, yeah, well, I haven't come across any Jaguar games in the wild. No, I've never seen And that. that's only because the guys who were there are internet sellers. Okay, yeah, yeah. And most, I have to say, most, I have to go on, on eBay or e- Evil Bay. Evil However, Bay. Little, I don't know if I'm uh, cutting off, Michael Bay. Cut off my nose <laughs> a little bit here, but there's a very good resource. If anyone's interested, to get Jaguar games at a slightly cheaper price, there's a good company called Telegames, which actually made games back mm. in the day. But they supply, they've got a good stock of Jaguar games and their prices are generally a lot lower than eBay prices. But you've got all the ones from them that you can get. Not all of them. That's so a I'm, nice I'm, tip there. That's a bit of a nice tip. I shouldn't yeah. be saying that really. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I'd say the same as well. There's a, a website that I bought some Japanese Saturn games from recently, mm. videogameimports.com. They don't advertise anywhere. Um, they're based up in Middlesbrough, I think. And they used to be. They used to have their listings in magazines back in the day. They've been going since... Mega Drive days okay. in terms of importing Japanese stuff um, and their prices are really really good and they're, they're, the range of stuff they do is insane so I'd check them out another well. tip there another tip nice um, obviously CEX have decided to get involved in I was in CEX in Bromley yesterday 
and you just know, just to check it out. And they've got they had a few retro bits in the window. Um, I got a couple of not so retro bits and then took them to the counter and bought them. Then realised they had like a whole load of yeah, all the yeah. stuff behind the counter, like loads of Saturn games. One like really rare Dreamcast game that was up for like a hundred quid. I forgot wow. what it's called. What was it? but man it was like PS1 games yeah. and it was just you know it's, it's so nice to see that because why they've got it behind mm. the counter after you've gone to the, the thing to oh, yeah to like, a, a year ago you wouldn't have seen that a year ago or 18 months ago you went to see it you fully expected to see the kind of stuff you see in charity shops which is Wii games mm. and PS2 games yeah. and 360 games maybe yeah, yeah. Um, but that was it but yeah now more and more it started to trickle in I think they've become more aware and of, you go on their website there's like more and like retro things that the they website. can get so they can get that to you they've got a mixed reputation at the moment on the yeah. website though for one, the way they pack stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah. they don't pack it properly at all. But also, the guys in the shop also are... it'll be listed as mint condition and it'll come and the case will be cracked and the disc will <laughs> yeah. be scratched. And... So, you're better to go to the actual store, check it out yeah, first, and I, then buy yeah. it there if you want to. Yeah, but you know, they're getting more and more involved in it. Yeah, um, we like our local Play Nation games, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Croydon, Definitely. always worth a visit. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. I think we've exhausted. I do. Them. I do drop into the odd charity shop actually. Just it's I, always worth mm, a look. I do, and all, I actually a little little tip. I'm giving all the tips away today. I went to a few charity shops in Perley. There's hardly any games at ours. Like the old PlayStation FIFA, two FIFA games. twelve. Oh yeah. And, yeah. I actually went to the lady. Oh, any more video games at the back? He said, Oh yeah. Well, there is. And and then she let me. I don't think she was allowed. Really. She said, Come back here. And she let me in the back room, which is <gasps> not really supposed to be here. But look at this. And there's a big pile of video games that were not on display yet. All oh, right. Yeah. There wasn't anything too crazy there, but there was some nice Mario games on the DS. I thought, well, for a pound, I'll pick that up. Do you know what I mean? Some nice... So you got to see them before they've been put out on oh, the yeah. shelves. Yeah, so I, I, I was thinking to myself, if you want to ask, it's no harm in asking in mm. charity shops. It's only in the back, actually. So I thought, oh, this might be a treasure trove of old Jaguar games. Mm. But sadly, I was wrong. But still, still decent. It's worth doing. I was, you know, you've got to take Another thing that I feel like I should be doing, which I haven't yet, Partly because I'm too lazy to get up early on a Sunday morning. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Sales. Yeah, because yeah. um, you see like, a lot of people on. There's uh, obviously quite a lot of retro gaming groups on Facebook and mm-hmm. stuff. And you tell, pick this up for yeah, yeah. for 15 quid from the local car boot, and it'll be a snares five box snares games, a couple of N64 no, but, yeah, games, a Mega Drive. And it's like it's some people really? just get yeah, some people are lying though. I know, course. I know, but it does sound like. There's probably some bargains to be had. Oh, we need to go to. No, I do. We I need do. to go to. Uh, Why well, go to the old car boot now and then, once in the blue moon? Yeah, I'm always on the lookout, and um, I, I saw some half decent PS1 games the other you day. You got your Mega Drive for like five pounds, yeah, wasn't it? That was from a Christmas market. Thank you very much. Christmas market. Wow. I was in the Christmas market uh, a couple of years ago, and on these tables are the usual Christmas things and cards, homemade cards, and there was this Mega Drive, and you and you and Kane said, "Look, there's a Mega Drive over here." I said, "Well." And, he asked, and I basically said, oh, how much is the Mega Drive? And he said, oh, how much do you want to give? I said, five pounds. He said, well, <laughs> he said, deal. And it was boxed, fully, fully yeah. boxed. It was a Mega Drive 2, wasn't it? Mega Drive yeah. 2. I've got that in my bedroom right now, set up. Five pounds. Five quid. That's five pounds. I, uh, it is getting ridiculous. harder and harder to find a bargain in yeah. retro Because game. retro game collecting and retro gaming in general has now it's kind of spiked so, the last couple of years. massive, isn't it? It must have been just after we started the podcast. I think that's probably what started what it. What do you put it down to, though? You know, my, you know my opinion on that. We because modern that gaming. Another, yeah. we, can, we can leave that for another podcast. I, think, uh, I don't think it's just that, though. Even putting aside I really quality, I think uh, too much modern gaming 
involves too much effort before you even like play the game. It takes yep. so long to set stuff up, mm. for it to load, for you to kind of Thank sign you. in and kind of, yeah. you know, go and you know set up a profile and all that kind of Ugh. stuff. And sometimes you just want to switch up, put the card in, absolutely. power on, start playing. That's all absolutely true. You won't get any argument from me. But you is, can't that, just is jump that enough to make someone then go, oh, okay, now I'm going to start collecting old games or because not everyone's like us it is like they might just go oh I can't be bothered with games it's people like us who point out how how good those old games were and I think a lot of people grew up with those games have taken them for granted but now looking back I've gone wow look at state of games now and they realise how a lot of the guys we chat to on Facebook on Twitter Mm. always saying like oh that was brilliant now Mm -hmm. like oh I really respect that gone back to my SNES gone thing you know the SNES mini thing the NES mini Mm -hmm. thing it's like Mm -hmm. I'm going back to this I'm going back to this because it's just that instant playability and you don't need to memorise 10 million different button things and you know I think one other possible uh, spur could be YouTube and the fact there's so much retro video game stuff there people will kind of look it up and they'll be able to see it and it go, oh, actually, I really want to play that that's now. Part, yeah. That's a little bit of what got me more into it. We talked in about it, when was it? Well, I suppose maybe it was the video game music pod we did, mm. you, know, talk, you know, being able to listen to the soundtrack to any mm. game on YouTube and stuff. And it, it kind of brings YouTube back, the memories come back. Mm-hmm. It's like anything, you hear music and it reminds you of a certain time in your life. It could be any it's kind true. of song. And obviously with video games, it takes you back and it's like, oh my God, I want to play that now, I want to play it now. But it's almost like with YouTube especially, it's like almost like oversaturation with gaming stuff. I just wonder if it's going to reach a point where, I don't know. Yeah, who knows, eh? It's just crazy now. I don't think the prices will go down. Well, look, I I started collecting Jaguar games probably as soon as I got my Jaguar back, really, which was about over two years ago. And Mm. two years ago, Jag games were quite a lot cheaper than they are now. I've just noticed there's like they've pretty much doubled in price over two years, and that's that is quick inflation. The last couple of years have been mental for it's retro insane. Gaming. Yeah, I won't, yeah. I guess we were going to go on to that. The prices now. I mean, yeah, you have to. I suppose that's maybe one argument for like focusing your collection on like one system or something. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you do it like kind of a scatter shot way, the you know it's going to cost you a lot of money. It's not cheap. True. Um, well, demand, demand, and supply. If there's higher demand for these goods, well, the price will go up, and that's and that's why people are paying crazy money for rubbish games just because they were quite rare. Yeah, and there's no supply, you know, very inelastic supply. There you go, business lesson there, economics. Nice. <laughs> it just means there's not <laughs> nice. a lot of supply available. People are desperate for them; they're going to pay anything for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking Jag CDs, which I know it's not games, but they're part of the console. Honestly, guys, two years ago they were going for like two fifty. 250 quid before that's crazy mm. you know I still really want one but that's crazy but I'm not even joking uh, a Jag CD at peripheral now will cost you about 600 pounds that's, that's crazy it? man you could have made 350 pounds well I wouldn't have bought it to sell I would have I would have loved yeah. to have one I think wish I bought one now but I suppose that's famous for everyone isn't it back yeah. in the old days yeah. you know even if I found a broken one, I would get it for you, dude. Well, the thing is, if you've got a broken one, I've, we spoke about before, they're relative, relatively easy to fix because most of the problems, nine times out of ten, is from the... Don't tell people Don't tell that. everyone. <laughs> no, they're really hard to fix. I think they're, they're really, really hard difficult. to fix. So if you've got a broken Don't Jaguar CD, <laughs> yeah, Jaguar CD, uh, just let us know, info at arcade.co.uk. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> the key word is blaze. Um, so, yeah, well, I think then just uh, sort of... Wrap up the podcast. Um, Q 
Keith has brought some of his uh, some of my favorite favorite gets, and then Adrian has a special treat in store. Yeah. So we've got a few things going on here. Yeah. Um, so Keith, what have you got there? What have I got there? It's only a couple of things I grabbed off the shelf as I was <laughs> running. Oh, out what, the what, door. what? No, 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 no! This is your pro. No, well, he's kidding. But no, Listen. but this is it again. What's valuable to some collectors is not so valuable to others. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like bought in as any particularly rare games, mm-hmm. but they're important to me. I can and quite so, easily steal that power drift from them. Yeah, no, right I don't think you like that game anymore. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure people are bored of listening to me mention power drift. Ugh. They're probably thinking, what's the big deal? Every but time. as I've said before, <laughs> it's the nostalgia and the memories attached to it. Mm. Um, but that and the fact is, it's a bloody good game as well. Um, so yeah, my Japanese copy of Power Drift on Saturn. Mint. Mint. Shiny Mint. Very nice. My arcade perfect version of Outrun. Both of those, well, I think will appreciate in value. I mean, I, I know this. Yeah. We think they might be a bubble, but I don't think. I mean, it, I don't think the, price t- the two of that together, that's a hundred quid. That cost me. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was bought from the UK seller. This mm. one I'm pointing at that you can't see. Outrun. <laughs> Outrun. <laughs> um, and Power Drift did actually come from Japan. So, mm. um, and then. Wow, possibly, definitely top five favorite Mega Drive games of all time. Thunder Force Four, mm, great game, great game, mm. great soundtrack, solid great graphics, yeah, great are hard. Yeah, um, again, one I remember renting as a kid, didn't get very far on it, but it stuck in my mind after all that time. Um, and I was able to find a nice sort of mint, mint, mint copy, copy, yeah, yeah nice stru- box. No, you can, you can, we can make the sound. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> that's a Mega Drive box. Everyone at home is like, ah, <laughs> yeah, Mega Drive. Yeah, you know, lovely condition. Look at that. I mean, that, that's shiny. That was uh, 30 quid. Mm. That may have even gone up in mm. price now. Mm. You can close it as well. Oh, hold on. Let's get this out. Ah. <laughs> and the last one I bought, I mean, this isn't rare in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's no. battered, the box yeah. is cardboard, um, but. It's one of my favourite games ever. It's, it's Silent Hill 2. Mm. It's a great, and that's a great edition. It's of a that. special edition with the. That's uh, the one DVD, that doesn't have. Yeah, that's the one that doesn't um, have the extra level. Making. It? I've got that one. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's no. That was the that, um, the direct Xbox version. Oh no, the director's PS2 cut. One. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, it comes with this weird sticker. Silent Hill sticker. Welcome back to Silent. See, you nice. still got this. You've got the Silent yeah. Hill 2 sticker. Where are you going to stick that sticker? Nowhere, it's staying in there. <laughs> um, and a little uh, card thing to send off to Konami. That right. I, could, I could win four Konami games. Ooh. <laughs> they just want to know what systems I own out of the PlayStation 2, PlayStation, N64, PC, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, or WAP phone. WAP phone! <laughs> yeah, take that one off. Oh, yeah. You're your WAP phone key. That's what you, you talk about. Oh, crikey. I remember trying to look at WAP porn once. Don't ever try that. <laughs> <laughs> WAP porn. Pixelated porn. Nice. Pixelated <laughs> porn. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of my favourite games. The, the documentary that comes with it is really good as yeah, well. No, really yeah, you see, like, the musician guys and everything. That's yeah, brilliant. All the yeah, behind-the-scenes making of. Um, I think that cost me about... £12? Bob. I love how it's packaged oh, the same way as a mid 2000s special edition CD version of music, of yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, and you know, none of them particularly rare or expensive, but to me, they're sort of gems in my collection. I'd quite easily steal all of them off you yeah, right now. There you go. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. They're treasures in my collection and I love them. Very nice. Thank you for bringing them in today. You're welcome. <laughs> Did you like my antiques ratio? <laughs> yeah. So Adrian has also brought in something today. What, yeah, what slightly, have you got there? Slightly 
weird array of games here. Slightly Such random array of games, <laughs> ah, even. If you will. Because um, a few months ago, maybe about a year ago, really, I signed up to the retro.co.uk, so the retro store. And uh, <laughs> it's an unusual business. I, I love my business ideas. I think they are really interesting when, when people try something a bit different. And I, I have to say, Peter has come up with a bit of a winner. And I think if you check out the interview, I think he uh, came up with the idea at university as a sort of side project, and it's carried on to a full-time job, so fair play to him. Mm -hmm. It's a simple concept. You basically sign up for a monthly subscription, and it's not just games. It's vinyls on there, cassette. I think there's also comics as well. Oh, right. You can sign up for these. I think it's £20 per package. Double-check to be sure. But, of course, I went for the retro gaming box, didn't I? Of course. Mm. And you pay £20 uh, direct debit each month. And you can select if you want to have Mega Drive games or SNES games or certain consoles. That's what I like because you can kind of like stick yeah. in a few variables. It's not like he's just going to bung you a load of well, you can like choose. Retro games, no, but you can but choose. You can be more specific. Yeah, you can say just just Mega Drive or just this. But I, I thought I'll go for the crazy random box <laughs> where they just chuck anything in just oh, for crikey. good measure. <laughs> and uh, look, even even Peter will surely probably admit it's, it's hit and miss. Some of the games you get are very very good. Others are. Let's be honest, bit of a bit of a stinker, but you get three games. You get three games in each box, um, and actually, I've been pretty happy with what I've got so far. So, some of the highlights. Mm. Obviously, check out the uh, unboxing videos for the full caboodle. Yeah, go to our our YouTube channel yeah. and uh, check out the unboxing ones that we've got. But we'll, we've saved. Well, actually, yeah. Show us. Tell us about some of your so, some of the sort of real games I've, I've liked so far from here. And again, no idea what I'd get to open in. Is one is Heroes of the Lance, a lovely Master System game. Um, I think pretty good. Well, that's good. Really that good condition. Very mint. Very mint. Very mint. Mint. Pretty not super rare, but rarer than a, a lot of most Master System games. Exactly. And it's the so. world's number one AD and D game. So there you go. There you go. AD and D. AD and D. AD and D. Okay. Another game, Tomb Raider Chronicles. Again, not bad. I like, I like a bit of Tomb Raider actually on the PlayStation. We like that. R-Type, I'm always a fan of R-Type, and R-Type Delta, when I got this for a thought, I'll check this bad boy out, and I quite enjoyed it. On um, the PlayStation? Yeah, yeah I've never played R-Type on the PlayStation. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good, it's quite, it's quite a nice sort of homage to the old games, uh, I'm, I'm always an R-Type fan, I'm sure we one day do a pod on R-Type, and there you go. Uh, Gun, which is a game on the GameCube, so there you go, it's, already we've got a Master System game here, a couple of PlayStations, and a GameCube. Uh, and Gun is a bit like Red Dead Redemption, not quite as good, truthfully, but similar sort of vein to that. Mm -hmm. And there you go, my my, I've got two Mega Drive games so far from the subscription. To get a game, well, to get the GameCube Gun mm. is pretty good. Yeah, because GameCube versions of anything tend yeah, to be a bit more, more expensive. expensive. Yeah, that's true. Um, and the odd Mega Drive game, so I've got Jimmy White's Well with Sneaker, yeah, yeah, yeah. which Again, I always really in, nice condition. It's not really a bad nice. game either. I always liked yeah. it on the Amiga, yeah. so I was very happy mm. to get that. Uh, the other Mega Drive game that I got very recently, which I haven't bought today, is Ah Real Monsters. Ah Real Monsters. So I know Keith was saying earlier he wouldn't like to just have all the Mega Drive games, but I'm sure Ah Real Monsters would be a game he'd love. <laughs> it's on my list. It's on his list. He, yeah. Look, it's it's so fun opening the box. You have no idea what's going to be in it. That's I think that's half the fun. Really, you got no I think idea. It's a, yeah, it's a really fun thing because you know. We talked about collecting, and you yeah. talk about collecting stinkers and good ones <laughs> and etc. But the excitement, the kind of like you know, watching Adrian's videos yeah. <laughs> when he's unboxing them, like it, they, 
I'm, I'm getting endorphins, like, watching what's going to be in the box. Like, what's going to be in the box? I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, I've played that. Or no, I don't know what the hell that is. Or, you know, it's that kind of thing. So it's another way of adding to your collection. Yeah. It's only 20 quid a month. It's, it's less pressure. You don't have to be, also spend this and that. You just, just, yeah. yeah, bish, bash, bosh. Plus, yeah. you get to see my cats in the video as well. The cats possibly. are in the video, and we know retro gamers love cats. They do. Look, as you know, guys, okay, I, I thought I'd keep a bit exclusive today. This is an on. This is a proper audio unboxing <laughs> of the, my recent box from the retro. So we've gone, you know, we've not bothered with the video today. We're doing it on the podcast as a treat to our podcast listeners. So we have a box right here. This box people. has been packaged by Peter himself. I have no idea what's Ooh. in it. Um, he did actually make a few hints that in some of the boxes there are some very rare games. Some particularly rare games that are worth more than twenty pounds. Yeah, yeah. I think I think generally the, the free games you get sort of add up to that price. But I do think a couple of more recent ones are pretty good actually. Mm. But should we open it? Are you do ready it. for this? Let's do, do it. Do it. Do Let's it. hear it. that, Shake guys. I'm shaking. I'm breaking everything inside it now. What could be in there? Um, again, no idea what could be in it. Let's hope it's a good one. Are we ready for this? Yeah. yeah. I'm opening the box. Oh, look at that. We can hear that. I'm opening the box. Man, you really get in there. Oh, there's yeah. no there's no half measures. <laughs> Right, you ready? You've got some bubble wrap. What's in the box? We've got some bubble wrap. We've got a little. We've got a little. um, We've got a little note here as well. So it says here, "Welcome to this month's box from the retro store. We hope you enjoy it and have lots of fun playing with the records enclosed." I think it's got the wrong thing in there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, PS, tag us in your box on Instagram or Twitter for a bonus game next month. I'll try and do that. Yeah, but let's we have a look. Yeah, what's yes. in there? What's the game is oh, Worms World Party on the Worms PlayStation. World Party. Wow, that's a good game. I've played that Team Seventeen Classic. I'm a big fan of the Worms games. Nice, um, brilliant. Not the cases, the cases seen. Let's you yeah, know. Let's, let's have a look at it. Inspect. The cases seen better days, but PlayStation. Gets is it still intact though? It's cracked, but it's, it's still cracked, intact. It's, it's still intact. It's cracked. Manual. Manual's in nice condition. Yeah, manual is like the front cover. Yeah, Sometimes you do get that the manual's used as and the front the cover. That's the disc. Pretty good. Wee. Let's have a look. Let's have a have look. A quick scanner, Rooney. Let's have a look at that. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> in actually really good condition. There's a few thumbprints, but a few thumbprints. I'm looking about classic games. Are you ready for this? Have you seen? I think ne- I've little, just seen what's next. But I'm not going to spoil it. Are you ready for this? Let's have a look. Oh, here we go. Wow! <laughs> GTA Grand Theft Auto oh, Vice City. City. That is a brilliant game. Now that's not an expensive game, but it is a brilliant game. It's not an expensive game. Um, Adrian, do you actually have that on PlayStation Two right now? No, I do not. There you go. So these are all games I haven't got yet. You've got. Um, so let me check the. I'm inspecting the. Uh, oh, that case is in really good nick. Case is in really good nick. Is the manual included? Oh, oh, it's got the manual. It's got the map. I see my copy that only cost me about two quid hasn't got the map in it. <laughs> no, you've got yeah, the map. It probably hasn't even got the manual in it, to be fair. The disc has only got a few light scratches. Very nice. So it like might that. be cheap, but that is... Are we ready? All-time so, yeah, all all great. The last yeah. game. Yeah, very nice. Oh, it's a GameCube game. By Sega. Beach, Beach Bikers. <laughs> Virtual Beach Volleyball. <laughs> Look at that. Sega's wow. answer to Dead or Alive Extreme. Beach Spikers. Look at that beach bike. Never heard of the it. The top half of the box is a bikini top. Oh yeah! Oh, look, look, look at those ladies in the back there. Woo. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty hot. It's hot. It's tense. It's beach volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> Only razor reactions, Olympic agility, and solid commitment can take your team to the top. This fast, furious, all-girl action could leave you breathless. 
but you mustn't let your playmate uh, playmate uh, what's that playmates down <laughs> playmates okay not, not, team, not teammates but what I should say it says playmates. here from Sega the, the makers of virtual tennis that's true though so maybe, oh, maybe that could be really good let's have a look let's that's an look. interesting I've never heard Spikers. of it Spikers no me neither yeah licensed by Nintendo um, yeah One I mean I've player. never seen I mean I've seen Vice City in shops obviously but I've never seen Beach Spikers in a shop One to four <laughs> I've players never, I haven't wow. seen World Party Worms World Party in a in a shop recently, so you are getting things that you wouldn't normally get. And exactly. they have official sponsorship from Mizuno. Yeah. Mizuno. And look which department in Sega. Oh, it's got to be good, isn't it? AM2, AM2, man. It's got to be good. They made flipping Daytona and Sega Rally. It's going to be good. There you go. Well, and Beat Spikers. I might have to have a borrow of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I guess... You know, that, that is our retro... Rob's just bewildered at the moment, looking at Beat Spikers. <laughs> That's yes. our retro story. They refer to, uh, just pointing that, yeah, they refer to playmates rather than teammates. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, the sports bra and the front of the box yeah. is bigger than literally all of the words yeah. put together. There we go, anyway. Moving Spikers. on. Moving on from Beat Spikers. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that was, um, that was the, the retro box for this month. You um, happy with that? Eh? I'm happy. Yeah, Big Spikers, I think, is the the pinnacle. <laughs> Listen, listeners, I hope you got that mm. random word. Um, go to the website www.arcadeattack.co.uk. Enter the word it's three W's. The www. <laughs> I like about six. I like about six W's in there. www.arcadeattack.co.uk. Um, check out the raffle copter. Put in your put in the answer. Sign up to the um, the raffle, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, I do believe we've got a couple of boxes actually. I think, I think that's what Pete's promised. So yeah, you know, you, a couple you, of boxes. you get a couple of random boxes. You mean quick question: Are Arcade Attack employees allowed to enter this competition as well? No, Arcade Attack employees are not allowed to enter this competition. <laughs> just, just, just checking. So, anyone else can. So, <laughs> hooray. So, I hope you've enjoyed our little chat about retro game collecting. Um, if you want to send us pictures of your retro game collections mm-hmm. or send us tips, anything like that, if you want to share things like that, then you know to get us uh, user places on social media that people now finish in a little message at the end of the podcast. So, um, have a good night, have a good morning, have a good afternoon. <laughs> this is Arcade Attack. listening to today's podcast we really hope you enjoyed it if you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else you can tweet us at arcade attack uk at keith barlow 82 and at arcade underscore adriano we're also on facebook at facebook.com slash arcade attack uk 
Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top tens, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and from SoundCloud and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes where you can also leave us a review and a rating which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.